episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Lasso Givanisi, and joining me is the founder of ExtraPackOfPeanuts.com and the host of the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, Travis Sherry. Hey, Travis. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks. It's weird that you call me Travis and not Trav. Trav yeah. Also, don't say Extra Pack of Peanuts too quick. Uh, you know, it can... Oh, Extra Pack of Peanuts. Right. Extra I Pack mean, of Peanuts. Yeah. If you say it too quick, people get the wrong impression. You didn't. You nailed it. I nailed it. Intro. And then I just ruined it. Well, no, I no. just no. We just people know what we're talking about now because sometimes I say it too quick on my own show. Cause, you know, I've said yeah. it four hundred times, and I'm like, oh, got to be careful. Do man. your intro. You want me to? Yeah, uh, do it. All right. Hey, travel nerds, and welcome to the extra pack of peanuts travel podcast. I can keep go. going. Yeah, I mean, it goes it. on and on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, the extra pack of peanuts travel peanuts. Podcast. I never imagined when I came up with that name. Of obviously, that that would be it. Nor did I even imagine. I guess that it would grow into something real. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just said, oh, I'm going to pick a name. I picked it. And now, of course, you it's know, a thing. It's a thing. We go by Epop. I tried to buy the domain Epop, actually, epop.com. And there's a guy who owns it. At, at least it's being used. That's what I'm thankful for. But a guy named like Eric Papanopoulos or something. Of course. So and he goes by Epop. Epop. But he's actually a pretty cool dude because he does travel photography so i think he's summited everest and like he does some really uh, high-end adventure travel stuff that's cool so i'm like this actually i should have this dude on the show yeah why not uh Epo- on e- the epop podcast epop.com yeah. yeah so i don't think i'm gonna be able to buy it from him unfortunately but hey at least he's doing something with yeah. it. he's not squatting on it like every single domain you try to buy nowadays well that's good listen um in this episode we're gonna do a deep dive on what's working and what's not in travis's online business not the whole online business but one specific business and we're talking about extra pack of peanuts.com but before we get started this episode is brought to you by money lab pro you've been asking for it and i finally made it money lab pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members only money lab pro community You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right, we're going to dive into the nuts and bolts of Travis's website, extrapackofpeanuts.com. Talk about what's working, um, what he could be doing differently to increase traffic and revenue. And we've gotten a lot of requests from listeners to do a case study episode like this. So thanks for doing this and uh, being honest about this. Yeah, this is great for me because we're in the middle of doing a revamp anyway. Right. So this is perfect time to talk about it because in my head, I actually have some questions for you and kind of for myself of, uh, 
you know, when when you have a website and, ha- and it has a lot of facets to it. Yeah. And we'll get into that. But a blog, a podcast, obviously, we're trying to get people to go to our products. We're going to try to get them on the email list. Mm-hmm. There's so much happening that it's sometimes hard in your own head to figure out where to go. But having an outsider perspective is nice because they're not as... They're, they're not in it. They're not in it. Yeah. They don't love. They're not. They don't care about every little thing that you've ever written, like you do, which is nice, right? And where is it now? Like you are. It's a WordPress site. Yes. Um. You are hosting on WP Engine now. Yes. Um. But some for some reason I'm also still paying for Bluehost. I just gotta like think yeah, get off that. And I'm like, whoops! I think I'm paying twice. You yeah. have the domain name for a while. Uh yeah. Since January first of twenty twelve. Since then, yes, okay. Is, that's when I launched extrapackofpeanuts.com. How do you just renew it every year, um, or do you buy it? Do you buy it out? Like, can you for, buy it out? Right? You can for, buy no, forever? no, but you can buy it pretty far in the future, like five, ten years. I think, I think I bought it for five years. Okay, so you're yeah. something. Yeah, I'm good. Hopefully. Um, and then just so that's really it. Besides the podcast, it's its own thing, but not really. We're not really going to dive into that too much because that's working. Yeah, the podcast is working for sure. Yeah, the website is definitely the thing that is has fallen behind kind of the the professional way that everything else is done. I, I use professional in air quotes sure. a bit here, but I, definitely the website has less a less love to it. It's why? You, why? What, how, why? What happened? Well, so I think here's I, I started I started as a blog. Yeah. January first, twenty twelve. Meaning, I, like, like a personal blog. No, well, no, not exactly. I, I didn't. I started it with the idea that I wanted it to make money, but had no idea what that meant because I had never started an online business. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have any business background. I didn't have any tech background. I was living in Japan, and I said, "All right, I know about this stuff called frequent flyer miles. I know how to get trips for free. Basically, I want to start writing about it." So I got a website up called Extra Pack of Peanuts, and I was just writing. And, you know, it was the ugliest, simplest design at that point. Yeah. But I was just writing, writing, writing. That's how I was disseminating my information to people. Eventually, I was like, oh, wait, I should put up a thing to get an email list. So I, I got AWeber, which I still have. Going to switch soon. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I know. you. La- that's what I mean. A lack yeah. of love. Because I think the reason is because I've I've had a bit of shiny object syndrome with a lot of other projects. Now, they've worked and they're yeah. doing well. So sure. it's, not, it's not in a bad way. But a lot of other things kind of took precedence. And so the website has just sat there. We do a podcast weekly for Extra Pack of Peanuts. We also do a podcast for our other uh, brand location, Indie, and all that. But I don't write anymore on EPOP. Although, again, we're changing that up a little bit. We can talk about that. But I think that's why. But the problem with it having a lack of love to it is that it is still gets traffic. And you're kind of it's it's kind of silly to have it sit there and be bad. Yeah, but you did that. You, you, it would be similar to, you know, it, it was the jumping off point for everything, right. right? So it would be like me kind of letting some university sort of fall by the wayside and not really doing anything with it, not having anybody in place to keep it, to keep the engine running. Right. It's sort of just, I just let it coast until it came to it. If I, if I did that, let it coast till it came to a stop. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we've decided, Hey, we're going to freshen this up. Not only from a uh, aesthetic perspective and a looks perspective, sure. certainly there's there is there is going to be that, but also deciding why we're doing certain things on the site, make it look nicer, but also start funneling people to certain stuff. Because you're right, we've let a lot of EPOP go, other than the email list. Like we still email them every week. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're not putting out new written content, right? But we are telling it's 
it's not a personal blog. It's definitely a resource, but it is personality driven, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so we, especially with the podcast and the email, it's a lot of our own stories. And that is even more personal than the written stuff on the site. So we still send out newsletters every week, mm-hmm. basically. Sometimes we miss. Sure. and Because uh, you're doing that manually. Yeah, we're doing that manually. Yeah. Right. Because it's, it's written. It's like, here's, here's where we are. Here's what we're doing. Here's some of our travels. Here's the newest podcast. Here's a behind the scenes look if something cool happened. You yeah. know? Um, and then we're also still producing a weekly podcast. So that part of EPOP is still running. But the written and kind of static site is definitely falling behind. Where is it? Where? Because I remember, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, when I because I apparently we just talked about this. We did. You thought you didn't build it, but I knew you did, and then we talked it out, and you realized you did build, I did it, build for it for me. And that okay. was, oh man, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say at least four years ago. Yeah, 2013, 14, probably probably 2014 ish, yeah. which yeah. would put us at about four four and a half years ago, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. It's it. it is when you rebuild it. And that would be ha, would have been probably about version three. Like yeah. I built the first one, which was nothing. It was just super simple. Had a buddy build the second version, and then you came in and built the third version. Okay. And then the site is, to be clear, about travel hacking, but then also all things travel. Yeah. It, it started basically was all about frequent flyer miles, how to get them, how to uh, obviously how to earn them, how to use them so that you could get free or almost free travel. Still predominantly about that. Most of our written content, I'd probably say 80% of our written content falls under that bucket of like miles and points and travel hacking with the other 20% somewhat, some are destinations and then some are a little more, I guess you could say stuff that you do before traveling, like packing lists or here's how to survive a long haul flight, you know, preparation and packing. And in the, in the beginning when you started it, the, was there only one income stream and that was always affiliate? Yes. Okay. The very beginning. Well, at the very beginning, there was no income stream. Remember, I said I wanted it to be a business, but I had no yeah. idea what that looked like. I did not know how people made money online. I, I guess I had this inkling that you could put ads on the side because I'd seen it on other websites. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, well, you just get traffic. You put ads on the side. I realized pretty quickly, like, you better have a, a lot of traffic a lot of tra- to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah, we weren't going to go down that path. So in uh, it took us about six or seven months to start making affiliate income. And that came from credit card signups. Okay. So in the beginning, the only way we made money was affiliate income through credit card signups. But like you, and we've talked about affiliate stuff forever, so we don't have to go down that that, rabbit hole too far. We knew that we did not want to be beholden to someone Mm -hmm. with affiliate income because obviously that can change at the blink of an eye. And it did for me on my 30th birthday. We went from about 6K a month to zero because long story short, uh, this credit card company was like, Hey, you're promoting the deals. We don't want you to promote. Sure. I was promoting them cause they were the better deals. And they're like, all right, well you could keep promoting. We're going to stop paying. Uh. And that was that. So then it turned into, um, I, I had an ebook, then it turned into a full blown video course. And now there's other affiliate opportunities plus the courses plus podcast sponsorship. When it was 6,000 a month through affiliate links, you know how much traffic you were getting per month? Man, Roughly. that is a good question. So that was about a year into it, or let's say like eight months. I would guess we were probably getting maybe ten, somewhere between ten and twenty thousand users. Really? Sessions. Oh, that's not a lot at all. No, no, no. It was pretty small. Wow. Um, it could, you know, I it could have been a little more, but it certain. But I it think, was very specific on what it was teaching, right? right? And and the credit card signups. Were, I, I actually, and I kind of. That traffic may not have gotten us that much money, except I did things to specifically get people 
to the credit card thing. So for example, I would go into forums because I had a cer- hit a certain quota with the credit card things. I knew that probably my traffic wasn't going to get me there. Yeah. So I would go into credit card forums and I would be like, does anyone need help or have a credit card question? They'd ask and I'd be like, I'd give them, so almost like one-on-one consulting. Sure. I gave them all this advice. I'd be like, hey, can you use my link? So probably our traffic would have maybe got us halfway there. Understood. And then okay. my kind of scrambling got us the other half. Okay, so... Hustling, I think, is the word you're looking for. I'm looking for hashtag hustle. Does anyone know that? No, no one knows it. <laughs> I, no one knows it. I, um, it's, it's on Spotify. If anyone wants to listen yeah, to hashtag true. hustle, uh, there's a at a certain point you hit that. I, see, I actually re- really thought it was more. I think when I got on, you were doing around eighty thousand. It, it was more. It yeah. did get to be more. I think we capped. Uh, we, I remember us being over a hundred thousand a month at one point. Now that was like the high level mark, and that was not super consistent. But I think it was around that, mm-hmm. like somewhere between the seventy to a hundred thousand. And you had the podcast going, yes. But at that you, point, do, we had, but it was new. Do you know how many articles you were you had on the site at that point? Just uh, to, like, my get a guess for how would big it was. be at some point when when I first started, I was actually just doing. Um, stuff all the time like uh, i was posting whenever but then i fell into a rhythm where it was about two a week i would say we probably had about 150 articles right. so, and it was most of the traffic was coming from seo yes and okay. some of those articles were really crappy because then yeah. I, I went through a stage be- even before that and this is in the beginning right i was like well i guess i have to every time a new 5,000 point thing changes i could be like breaking news get 5,000 right. points for this so i was like trying to be a content farm as a as a one person team and write like three or four stupid little articles a week or, or a day sometimes you know yeah and uh i realized that that i did i didn't like that and you know google then definitely stopped liking that right um but out of those 150 maybe there was like eh, like 75 to 80 decent posts okay. like longer form decent posts and where is it now now like traffic wise yeah pretty low i think i just looked and i should have done some more diving into it if you, if i knew we were going to get into uh the exact numbers but i think i just looked and we were at about fifteen thousand sessions or whatever right, a yeah month. so it, you're back down to where it, you were before yeah definitely have lost a ton of traffic since we stopped posting let's say Let's say we really we posted about one article a year. Well, I know it's one article a year because it was it's our gift guide. Yeah. Every year we do an annual gift guide, which actually gets us a ton of traffic. Most of our traffic now comes from two posts, uh, this gift guide post. So uh-huh. it gets really a lot of the traffic comes in November, December. Yeah, and we also have a post on the Southwest Companion Pass, which ranks really well, and that gets us consistent traffic throughout the year. But we're at about fifteen thousand sessions a month and yeah it's certainly a fall from the 180 to 100,000 and is it is it now what is it making because now you have a product too yeah right so what do you think it makes as a business as a whole per year i i just looked at my tax oh, return okay. today so this is great okay uh we made last year through epop seventy two thousand dollars, and that's mostly through the course well okay if i had to break it down yeah so we we launched we sold the course one time last year and it and we also, before that, did a masterclass. So we did a masterclass, which was uh, $97. Hey, you can come basically watch this workshop live. Yep. And then we sold our course that's usually 1000 bucks, but we discounted it to 697 We sold that about a month later. 
And so between those two things, we probably did around there. I want to say somewhere between 30 and 35,000 um, okay. from, from like essentially one launch, even though it was two different things. Sure. It was all built together. Um, I would say then the podcast and we'll have to see how this uh, adds up, but the podcast sponsorship was is about twelve thousand a year, mm -hmm. um, and now we have more. But but last year that's what it was, um, and then affiliate income, not credit card related, is probably another about another twelve thousand a year, and then the credit card stuff might be again about a thousand a month. So that kind of gets you to around that seventy five. Okay, so it's like twelve, twelve, twelve. That gets you thirty six plus. You know, the course probably about 30, 35, and okay. you're almost at that 70s. All right. So that's not bad. So 50% of your income comes from the course. Right. Basically. And that's only launching it one time. And mm. this is where we're failing doing no list building. Yeah. Like the only list building that's happening is people, I mean, we still have 15,000 people coming to the site a month. It's not insignificant. It's certainly not great. Yeah. And it's not what it once was. No. And so we might have four to, eight people a day get on our email list okay. and then um but we don't do anything <laughs> i'm telling you all the things we're doing wrong it's a lot we don't do anything really to keep them warm mm -hmm. there's no funnel i mean the warmness is from a weekly newsletter yeah. um but we're not actively going out and list building for this product which is a change that we're going to be making in 2019 like we're, we're going to be promoting well, it we're going to have more than one launch and we're going to actively list building. yeah what do you want to see go right in 2019 with every like like just name everything yep. that you can yeah for sure so podcast is pretty set yeah i would love for that to become bigger but it's pretty big already and there is we're not going to be focusing on getting that bigger because that has been consistent and we consistently literally the out. only consistent thing that you do right? exactly yeah that is that and for the that newsletter site. and mm -hmm. and the newsletter is pretty consistent but so here's kind of what we're looking at now with with 2019 and uh, and kind of let's even not even say 2019 but this next year from from when this drops. So for the next 12 months essentially we want to re redo the site so yeah. it's going to get rebuilt with a focus on and this is where we can dive a little deeper. Mm -hmm. I, mostly the folks will be getting people on the email list for yeah. sure because that's why not. Money's in the list. Right. Um and so that's the main focus with that. So we're getting it redone. I also would like to do, and we will do, at least two launches of the course this year. Okay. Um, so I can't, one's going to be in the summer, I think around June, and then one's going to be on Black Friday. Like and how much is the course? Course now? is course is nine ninety seven. Nine hundred ninety seven dollars. It's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. So it's a premium course. Um, and that actually is the one thing we did well last year, two years ago, is I rebuilt the course and it is a kick-ass course. Mm -hmm. I just haven't done a good job marketing it. Yeah. Like the course is, is awesome and people who get it, get a lot of value, but it's like, I sell it and I'm like, yeah, that's done. Sure. So we're going to run at least two launches to that this year instead of one. Prior to those launches, we're actually going to do some active list building that probably involves some Facebook ads that certainly involves some free Facebook lives, um, or at least like, and, and pumping our list up a month beforehand and, and all that kind of stuff. So priming our list also getting more people. And so I'd love to see right now, our email list is about 15,000 people. It's probably hung around that 10 to 15,000 person mark for like, again, three years. So what I would love to do is do some active list building to double that list. And you've cleaned it or not. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, no, uh, no, I haven't. I mean, I haven't actively gone. So, what's on your open gotten, rate? It's like twenty one. Okay, so yeah, or something it like could that. be. It could be. 
massively way cleaned. Yes, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of dead weight. Yeah. For sure. That being said, the people who are engaged are very engaged. And I think sure. that comes from the podcast for mm-hmm. sure. As you know, like podcast listeners, you guys out there, you you know, you get to hear us. You know, it's pretty open and honest, just like this podcast. So yeah. that's that's actually where the loyal fans are are living now is usually right. the podcast listeners versus the readers. There's certainly loyal readers, but we just don't post that much. So one, launch twice a year. Two, we're going to be doing some active list building. So let's double the list. Three, would absolutely love to go through, and you and I have actually done a content audit. Mm-hmm. So update some of the older posts, consolidate most of them, and get about 400 or 350 posts, whatever it is, down to roughly about 50 posts. Yeah. Um, and then find where those gaps are. Like, hey, we haven't done one about travel insurance. Okay. So where, where there's a big gap, then get those long-form posts written. So that will not be me doing it. That will be me hiring someone to do it. Yeah. So th- that's kind of our strategy is list build, um, clean up and consolidate with with our content audit, and then putting out new content, let's say one piece a week about, whether that be updating an old post or right. creating a new one. Do you, um, how, how involved do you want to be in all of this? Because we, we've talked about before, you have the other, the shiny objects that you chased before are relative they're they're related to this brand and in fact this you're, you know the extra pack of peanuts brand could essentially be a top of funnel right. in in the opposite approach of like swim university gets all this traffic I, that will not that will never trickle down to money lab right so the, the i guess the one good thing one of the good things we've done is that it they are all interrelated yeah and so extra pack of peanuts for a while we were kind of, and in the podcast, we kind of go further afield. But for a while, we were like diving into building location-independent businesses. Maybe I'd write a post on on that on EPOP. Sure. But what we realized was like, no, we should stick this as like the travel hacking and the travel resource. And mm-hmm. you helped me figure that out by saying, look at it as a resource, not as like an ongoing blog, but like a resource, yeah, like a textbook. And that was super helpful. So I'm yeah. like, all right, that's kind of why we started Location India and these other projects was like, if I want to talk about business or location-independent stuff, that can live there. So naturally, of course, some people who love traveling are going to want to build a location-independent business so they sure. can continue to travel. So they do all overlap. Um, and that's why anytime I've thought about killing EPOP... And you I, have? I, I have. I mean... In what way? Well, so I love the podcast. So I guess it'd be weird. It wouldn't be It wouldn't be a full death for EPOP, sure. right? Like I'd still As the brand. It, yeah, as the brand. But I, I've thought about killing the site in a way because... Only because I felt like, man, this is just a bad representation mm-hmm. of what we are right now because it just... Now, listen, if you go to the site, you'll see you'll, it's, it's not the hide- most hideous thing ever. So you can find your way around. But I just, to me, four years later, I'm like, oh, okay, everything else has taken a step up. This kind of still is there. Mm-hmm. So I've toyed with this idea of being like, well, why don't I just get rid of the site? But there's a few, and there's a few reasons why I've decided not to. One is what you mentioned. It can be a very good top of funnel. Mm-hmm. Like there is still traffic. There are some st- still very good posts. And it doesn't take, it won't take a ton, a ton, a ton of effort and work yeah. to revive it. You know, um, sometimes I feel like building something from scratch is easier. And sometimes it is like just for organizational purposes. That being said, I think we could revive it fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, technology wise, yes. Definitely. You know, and, content and, wise, maybe a little slower. Sure. But it's like if it's getting 15K with literally no effort put in in four years, basically, mm-hmm. 
all right, well, let's give it a shot. It's it's still making money, right? Like even the site itself is actually making money. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, the, the other big reason not to kill it is that I just have a better idea of now of online business. And so when I think to redo it, I'm like, well, now I have an idea of where I want people to go. Like everything should have some sort of value to it. So if they're going to this post, maybe that leads them to the product. Maybe that leads them to a credit card. Maybe it leads them... <laughs> to uh, get travel insurance, whatever it is, but at least having a purpose for each post now, which is not something I had when I first started No, but do you feel, do you feel that the only way you could have reached that conclusion is to be, is to have this disconnect from it and coming back to it? Because I, I, maybe if I'm being honest, like that's kind of how some you came about. And that's the whole textbook idea was like, I don't like going back into swim university and doing work. It's, right. it's boring to me. It's the same thing I've done all the time. It's like I, as an entrepreneur, I want to move around and, and chase new things. And like, I want to be able to do those sorts of things. And with Swim University, it's like, ugh, you know, yeah. I've got to go back into it. And there's, look, there are so many different things. And Andrew's talked talk to me about this before. There's so many different things I could do with Swim University. One of them, and Andrew has been screaming at me to do this, is build a lead gen service where people can come to Swim University and go like, hey, my, my pump's broken. I want a pool installed. I want whatever. And I build the collection plate for that and then and then dispense that to people in the area or wherever wherever they're located and charge for that lead service. But I'm like, that's just not a business I want to get into personally. Right. I don't want to be in that business. That sounds awful because but, then you're going to have people calling you and be like, this person did a bad job with my pool and they're yeah, going to blame you. Right. I'm the customer like, service department now. I just gave you a name. No. Yeah. And I, and I want to be... With Swim University as hands off as humanly possible. And that includes, and part of the reason for that was like getting rid of sponsorships mm. and dealing with affiliate partnerships because it's like, I don't have, I don't want to do that. Like, how do I put this thing on autopilot? Yeah, I think you're right that if, I don't know what it would have looked like if I hadn't kind of stepped away. And I say I did it on purpose. It, it was, yeah, it was like, right. it was on purpose, but it was also because I didn't want to do it. You like had you other, said. but you, but you, it wasn't like you were like, fuck business. I'm out. Like no, you went and did other, but it was boring and I just kept pushing it off, pushing sure. it off. And then, and then months turned into years sure. and years turned into more years. Yeah. But I'm with you that it, it has given me a bit of a perspective to say, okay, uh, you seriously saw it, thought about killing like your first business right. baby right? Right, right right you're not gonna do it but you also know that you don't want to be in it day to day so right. if you don't want to be in it day to day what has to happen and i'm very bad at systems and organization mm -hmm. um and you're very good at it and hence why like i'll pick your brain all the time and i at this point i literally said to you when i came out here to boulder just like in the first week i was here i said all right matt i want to be as hands-off with epop as you are with Swim U. I, not off the podcast, but I mean like the written sure. content. And I said, I basically just want to replicate the system you have at Swim U. Yeah. Like find me the person to do content. If if the person that does it for your stuff at Swim U can do it for me, if she could take on a part-time client, cool. And you're like, well, you could get cheaper somewhere else. You could teach someone. I'm like, I won't do that. Right, you won't. Right. I know I won't because yeah. I haven't done it for years. So if I can get someone in who I know is good, I don't mind teaching someone for a month or two, hand-holding a little bit, Yeah. but I don't want to start from scratch because I know it won't happen because right. I tried with a few writers before and they write something okay. I'm like, eh. Sure. Eh, you know, and, but I didn't want to be part of the project. So to answer the one question you asked further back, yes, I want to be very hands-off, but I th and I think that's possible if I replicate a system that someone else right. like you, because swimming was the same as yours. You were like, "This is cool," but I don't want to be involved in all the time. 
I want to do it from a higher level. Hey, cool. Yeah. Who are our partners? Or like for me, you mentioned partnerships. So now I know that we have some really awesome partners for the podcast. And we it can only help if we have written content to get us more affiliate stuff, to get them more notarized. Yeah. We have a backpack company. We have a, a men's travel clothing company. They're actually coming out with women's stuff soon with Bluffworks. We've, uh, you know, there's a few companies. We mm -hmm. have a travel insurance company that we really like. So I don't have to focus on everything. I have to say, all right, let me get people the right credit cards because that's going to make them money, yep. or me money, and then going to get them the points that they want, win-win. Yeah. Let me focus on a good backpack because everyone needs that. Let me focus on good travel clothes. Let me focus on good travel insurance. And like, that's really it. it yeah, like, and, and, the, and your own course. Else? And my own course, right, right. Which, which probably will not, I'm guessing will not make a ton of sales organically by people coming, finding myself on Google, and then saying, I'm going to buy a $1,000 course. My guess is no. Yeah, I mean, if someone I mean, buys it, cool. There but. is certainly a way to do it with, um, you know, with with an email marketing funnel. There's there certainly is. a way. So that was I kind of maybe the last part that you asked. What else do you want to put in place by yeah. the end of the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that I would like to do a, a public launch of this course twice a year, mm -hmm. promote the heck out of it. Mm -hmm. We do public launches with our other products like the Paradise Pack. So I know how to do it. It's just taking this course and doing it for myself. Um, but also then put in an evergreen funnel. So essentially, hey, you join the email list. We give you tons of good content. Hey, you can buy this course. Uh, you know, you have whatever, three, five days. And yeah. if you don't buy it, fine. Then you get pitched at the public launch, but you won't see it for probably three, four months, depending on when you're on the email list. Yeah, I I think that might make some sales, but I don't think anyone will buy it without getting on the email list. Like no one's going to come and just no one's going like, to impulse buy a thousand dollar right, product. Right. Yeah. So Un oh, unless they read everything on the website and they're like, yeah, God, yeah. I mean, I because I've done that before for sure. But at that point, wouldn't you probably have been on my email list and you probably would have been getting the email? Yeah, and, for the most. Like probably. I doubt you're like, I'm going to read everything on the site, not sign up for his email list and buy his thousand. <laughs> yeah, probably product. not. Right. But um, hey, if it happens, it happens. I'm not against that. But that is that's kind of what we're looking at mm -hmm. for EPOP is like one piece of weekly content, updating stuff, try to SEOize the stuff we have, try to really grow that organic traffic to get people on the email list, have an evergreen funnel in place for them to get the boot camp, have a launch twice a year. Yeah. Um, so why why do the launch twice a year? Like if you're trying to remove yourself from the process and you said you're bad at systems and things, why put yourself through that torture of having to do that in order to make money? Because launches, I that's this type of systems I actually do like. You un, and you because understand it. And I understand it. And because I like working on something that is... Fine. Starts and ends. Ends, yeah. Project. So, yeah. Yeah. Launch is like cool. Two weeks, three weeks before, let's gear people up. Let's write new, fresh emails using my experience. For example, we just did a launch for or, uh, for our digital summit, uh, not for EPOP, but for Location Indie. Mm -hmm. And I got a text from my buddy being like, I was just on your digital summit, blah, 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 my best friend. And I like read that text. I'm like, this would make a great email. So I sat down and wrote an email. Like, that's the real right, time so, stuff I okay. enjoy. And with a launch, it's, it's, it's all it, it it's all real time. Like I operate in real time. And okay, it's, it's exhausting. That's interesting. But then it's done. And, That's really interesting. So but I I have a hard time not to cut you off no. doing what you do and saying okay. I know in a year if I get this person to write our SEO traffic is going to go up. Here I'm going to do keyword research for an article that they're going to write five months from now. I'm like. Eh, it's five months. I'll do it five months from now. That's right. how my brain sure. works. Sure, but then, at, but at that time, if people are coming onto your list and you're doing these launches, 
their launch is just going to be way more impactful each time. Right. Because you have a, some other engine growing the email list and, you know, you're constantly cleaning. So I, all right. So we've t- obviously talked about this prior to recording. Sure. But not like every time we talk. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but like, not, you know, not for nothing, but le- like, when are you, when is this, when does this stop and when is it, when does this project end for you? EPOP, uh, the, you mean. the EPOP revamp. Because if you, if you think in terms of like, Start and end date, great. How do we how do we utilize your spontaneousness and your real time attitude and use it to your advantage? Right. That's a that's a very good question and a great point. That if I thought of it, yeah, as a launch or as right. a product, like oh, because that's like a real thing. like it's coming out. Yeah, I love shooting the videos for new products because I know like all right, I'm it's gonna coming five out. days. I'm gonna shoot these videos yeah. and and yeah. then it's hitting and here's a date. So that's that is. I can't give you an exact date, but I think that's what I need to do is say, all right, website has to be done by this date. If the website's done this date, okay, well then like we have a launch date and and the product's done, but all right, what the content audit has to be done by this date too. Mm -hmm. So have one person, you know, our buddy Nathaniel work on the website redesign. Yep. Okay. Have someone else do the content audit, delete post, update post, whatever. And then also say, on this date, we're also going to start putting out one post a week, hiring someone to do that. I mm-hmm. think I think feasibly, if I was giving you a date, if we we're sitting here recording, what is it, end of March-ish, yeah. uh, 2019, I think that all of that could be and should be ready to rock latest June 1st. Because you have another launch coming up at the end of April, and once that's over... right. So and you got nothing, right? Until right. until the next launch in August. Right. So one thing that I actually did this year at the end of 2018 to, to go into 2019, and it was super helpful. And I thought my, my wife, Heather, talked me into it. And I thought, eh, I, I know I'm bad at organization sure. systems, but you still, you don't want to pay someone unless you know the value, right? And, sure. and so we brought on a friend of ours, but she's a consultant, to come to our place in Philly. And for three days, we mapped out our entire 2019. So epop business stuff plus our travel because we almost consider that really yeah you hired somebody to do this for you yeah well we came in she came in she looked at all our businesses she looked at our numbers she looked at like kind of what we're doing here but less from a technical standpoint Uh and more from a big picture standpoint and she said all right what and and we also included all our travel and stuff in there because that's a big part of our life. Mm-hmm. And she's and we put it all out and we talked through why should we do certain stuff with EPOP? Why what should we do? What should we not do? Because forever I said, I want to have an evergreen funnel. I want to run Facebook ads to a webinar to get people on the email list for list building, and then I'll sell them the the boot camp. But I've been saying that for three years. Yeah. Since our buddy Grant and I sat down and decided he was gonna do it. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And now he's doing very He's been doing it very successfully for three years, sure, right? And I've still never done it once, yeah. right? So, but but here's what was awesome about that is I looked at the calendar and I was like, I've been saying I'm going to do this forever, but realistically, I'm not going to do it Jan- January, February, March because we were doing all this other stuff. Uh-huh. I know we have our big Paradise Pack launch April 23rd through 29th. Uh-huh. So the first real chance I have to even sit down and, and realistically do it is May, yeah. And we go on a trip right after that, and we come back May 12th. So that's what I said. It was nice because it was a relief off my shoulders to say, I've been wanting to do it, but I know I've been putting off here now. I don't have to. That's my time to do it. Yeah. So, so you have that. So I have that like, but when's the, when does frame. the, when does the, uh, boot camp launch happen in the summer? What, the boot camp launch in the summer, I believe 
happens the end of July. So you technically have till the end of July. Yes. To have it to have it all like at least up and running. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. And because a lot of this work you're not doing yourself. So the difference between Hopefully you and not. I, right, is like if I had a month to say completely revamp epop myself, I could literally do everything that you just mentioned. I could oh, yeah. design the website, I could do the yep. content audit, I could get somebody up and running with writing posts. No problem. Even if it's not, even if I have to hire somebody. Um, so there's a lot of things that you don't want to do. A lot of things I don't want to do. A lot of things I can't do. I mean, sure. the one major thing I couldn't do in there would be coding the and website. designing the website. Sure. I mean, I could give my design input. So thankfully, I am not dangerous enough to even begin to do that. So mm -hmm. I know, hey, we're going to hire someone for that. Right. Um, the other stuff I could do. But like, because, but, but, but to be fair, also... When you're not doing it and you're not gung-ho about it and you're hiring somebody else, that just takes time. Yes. That's just in, in general. Like anytime you hire somebody, just extend it out a month or two. Like right. it's just then 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 if you could do it yourself. It's a teaching grace period. Yeah. Like and and so that's why with a writer, and that's why we've talked about it, I said, listen, talk to talk to the person who does your stuff at Swim You. And again, I don't mind paying more because I know that I won't. If, if I have to go find a writer, and we yeah. have a community, and I know we have some good writers, so I could get someone, but I'd rather hire the person you have because she know, she understands SEO. She yeah. understands writing. Yes, yeah, I'm going to have to teach her kind of like our flow, and, and sure. but she can actually bring over the flow that you use that I've seen work. Yeah, I'll teach her about the travel hacking, travel credit cards, and then, cool, we can go out, and she can find another writer. I can say, this person's a writer. Can you check their stuff? So- that's how I'm trying to a force myself to do it by saying I, I don't I am not someone who spends a lot of money usually at all. Right. Like I am very averse well to to hiring people. Yeah. And this is me saying Well, that's not true. Cause at, at location Indy, you guys hire I, I thought hired way too many people. Well, well, A, I have a partner there. And sure. so Jay does things different. Like I probably would have not hired near as many people okay. as he did. And I'm not saying he did it wrong. I'm actually saying I'm glad he did, but if it was... So that was not your call. Right. I mean, we talked about it. He was like, I basically what happens with the hiring, he's like, I think this person would be great here. And I'm like, you're right. But if it was just me, this you and, and it is just me at right. EPOP, that's why we haven't really ever hired. I mean, we have a few uh, okay. people doing some work, but I've never gone kind of gung-ho and been like, I'm going to pay someone 3K, 4K, 5K a month to because I know they're going to be worth it. I'd be like, oh, could I find someone cheaper? Maybe we could do it for 500 a month. But sure. then that leads to a lot of time wasted either teaching Managing. them or finding them. Sure. And so... We're having to refind because right. the first person didn't work out. Yeah, or they do work out and then they want more. You know, sure. it's just like... So what's your budget for this project? So, all right, on the website redesign, I'll be super transparent with this. Um, we're paying 3500 to get the site redesigned, mm -hmm. the the launch not the, organized though, right? Right, oh, well, right. It, well, kind of. Well, like the the yeah. I mean, what do you want to say? Like the you we're getting thirty five hundred for it to be built. Yeah, organized as far as like where are people going to go and and stuff. We'll we'll talk with Nathaniel and and do that. Mm -hmm. As far as the content audit part, right? That's not included. Like all the content stuff is going to be someone else. Yeah, and so. What I imagine doing is when we get a writer um, and paying someone to create content, let's say we pay someone like two grand a month to do that. 
mm-hmm. and we say, all right, you're going to come on. We're going to do one article a week, whether it's updating or a new article. If it works out and we start to see results in three months from SEO, let's, I, I, if and we have enough stuff to write, let's ramp it up to two. Go from there. Um, the launches, I will probably just run myself. I, I like that part of okay. it. Um, I will probably have uh, the girl who works for us, Casey at Epop. I'll, I mean, sh- she'll have more hours, but she's hourly for us. Sure. So, but I'll like head up at least the first launch, and and honestly, it's the launches are fairly easy, man, because I I've written launch emails before, so I just go and I'm like, oh, do I still like this one? Yes. Okay, keep it. Do I like this one? No. Yeah. All right, write a new one. So, so you're gonna continue doing that. Is there is there any way I could convince you to be a part of the content audit? And doing that yourself because that is something you can do on your laptop from anywhere. You seem to be good at writing. You have the capability of of going and doing this writing. Because at at first, when I did the swim university one, like I did that because right. one, you're deleting a fuck ton of articles, which right. is always like don't put that on someone else because they're gonna like think oh I shouldn't delete well, they this might, type thing. Well, they might just come to you with a lot of questions because they're they're doing something destructive, right? Right. So it's like let me do the destructive part. You do the creative part because. Okay. Um, and I, and that's literally what I did. Like, like Michelle had nothing to do with the act of, I mean, now she does, but the first big audit where we deleted like a hundred posts, right. I went in and actually deleted them, you know? Right. And what I, I, I bet and it I, kind of felt good too. It was just, uh, it's good, but nerve wracking. Yeah. Cause you're kind of like, I remember when I wrote this and maybe you yeah. start like, cause there are posts in there that I wrote that were heartfelt. Sure. They have nothing to do with travel hacking. Like sure. when I was at the Boston marathon, the bomb went off. I wrote about that. Okay. It was a good article. I thought it was heartfelt. It has nothing to do with what we need. I'm going to delete it. Yeah. So I didn't delete everything. I, okay. I, I shifted them over to another spreadsheet. It's like the box in the attic that you just, can't well, get I rid had of. to, I, I took the content and I copied and pasted it. The, the HTML you content. Have to? You didn't have to. No, but I have it. You have it. I have it. And Google you can't drive. get rid of it. Well, the thought that I had with that was the, the, these articles I'm getting rid of. Like, they're not going to exist on our site. But they weren't bad articles. I mean, some of them were bad. But some of them are, like, good enough to give to, donate to another website that's not duplicate content, gets me a backlink to my site because we donated the article. So we're basically reusing content. We're using it. For, for growth on the site. So it's like, take your second or third tier content that's not going to be on your site. Donate. But but are, have you done that? Has anyone published that stuff? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But they only took certain... I mean, it was a hot tub company and they only took certain articles. But I basically gave them... I had a spreadsheet of all the articles that we had in, in Google Docs, HTML and everything, images and everything. And I was like, do you guys want this? And they picked which ones they want, and I sent them the ones that they asked for. How how impactful though is that for SEO? I mean, it's one. Oh, back but link. I mean, no, it's multiple backlinks. Well, I'm, I guess from one. Well, site, when I you mean. went, yeah, but the site I sold, I didn't even sell it. I gave it. I gave it away. Donated. It's a big it. site. Yeah, like okay. probably the biggest hot tub site on the planet. All so, right. Well, so, then, okay, yeah. that makes it worth it. I'm thinking like if I put this. Yeah. Okay. If you're if you're going after a big target. Yeah. And they have to be good. And sure. you know, you I you know, I pruned well, I didn't give them the whole list of everything. Some, you know, I kept the content, but I you know, it's I I wouldn't feel comfortable giving it to them because obviously it represents my company too. Right. You know, so I gave them articles like we got rid of a lot of health and fitness articles on our site that have nothing to do with our products at the end of the day, but they wanted health and fitness stuff. 
And it was like, oh, we have a hot tub meditation article, a hot tub sex article, a hot tub, you know, like what to do, should you use a hot tub after running? Is there a hot tub hangover cure? Like all of these pieces that they want it because they sell hot tubs. Right, right. So it's, so like, it's like, let me figure out how we can make it. Everything you need is fixed by a hot tub. Should yeah, use a hot tub right. after running? Of course. Of hot course. tub's good for sex. Yes, yes. the best. And so then, exactly that. Yeah. Okay. So, so you could do it that way, but I think you have to be the one that goes in, at least does the big deletion. And I did a lot of the combination stuff. So the, a lot of the, um, I, I call it consolidating where you take, you know, you're deleting the original article, but taking that content and putting it into bigger articles, but you get to pick and choose from what you've written to go there. So that's what gives me, I, I have no problem with the deletion stuff because that's kind of like a instantaneous, instant gratification, right? It's sure. Like, oh yeah, I'm and, getting rid and of these. Yeah. It's data entry. It's right. Not, yeah. but, but it's like kind of fun to reminisce and go back to them. Where I have pause, mm. and this is why, again, we talked about this content audit a, a year exactly ago. a year ago yeah. when we were skiing in Vail. And I haven't done anything with it since. Because when I think about combining posts, I'm like, oh, That's man, work. this is a, uh, yeah, it's almost, it's, it's, to me, it seems like more work and less fun than writing a new post. Okay. So I feel the opposite, but I, but that's, that's how I feel now. I haven't sure. done it, but yeah. my gut tells me like, oh, you're going to read that. And you're going to think that's good. And then combine. I've always felt that way. Like even when, um, like I used to write papers in college and all when someone would give me like their notes, let's say, and I'd have to turn their notes into something or I try to study from someone else's notes, mm. I hated it. I needed it to be in my own way. Like I would just be like, don't even give me your notes. Like I'm just going to rewrite everything because it, it, my brain was having a hard time working. Now I know that those posts were written by me, but it's like fitting two things together seems harder to me than just saying, screw this. I'm going to rewrite the whole okay. thing. So, yeah. And that's why I haven't done it, because then when I think about rewriting the whole thing, I'm like, oh, man, that seems overwhelming. Yeah, I could. And I have I am a good writer and I do actually enjoy writing, which is the interesting part about it. Sure. If I sat opposite down, of me. Yeah. But yeah. if I sat down for a week, I could probably get through it. No, it's the grindstone. Twenty one, twenty eight posts, you know, let's say 30. posts. like I could get a huge chunk done. Would it would that be? I mean, but I don't. But the truth is, you said you said seven days to do that. Think about how much money you would save it by doing that yourself for just one week. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I mean, I, I guess the the less overwhelming thing would be like start with five and try yeah, that. Try it. And and you know your five most important ones, ones like SEO traffic, the ones that you know are are pretty good already. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cheating. Like pick the easy ones. Yeah. Which, yeah. Um, it would save me a lot of money. You're right. That's what I do for like, I mean, the Swim University products, like are, are the, the things that we create, you know, and sell. I did. I didn't do the hot tub handbook re, re, redux. I did the, um, the, the video courses, both video courses, a slog, like an absolute yeah. slog. Yeah. But it was like, oh, do I, do I just sit down and do these? I know the materials so well. I know what the end result. I know what the end product will be. Yes, it is going to suck, but once it's done, it's done, and I don't have to spend time looking for somebody to basically replace me, and then have to teach them. It's like it's a whole nother layer of, and I'm just like, do get it done because it's just gonna extend another two months if you have to have somebody else and you're like whatever. Yeah, and I'm just saying any because that has a start and end date. Not it the does. what doesn't is the. I have to create a new article every week. Right. I, and I actually do think that my guess, correct me if I'm wrong, because you've probably done this with mm -hmm. Michelle, 
it's probably easier for a writer to write a new one than take what you've written and consolidate. I I don't know that for sure, but my gut says a hundred percent. Because if yeah. I think my own writing is going to be harder to consolidate, even yeah. though you're taking a, a bit of a different size, if I think my own writing is going to be harder to consolidate and it's my own writing mm-hmm. and I know travel hacking inside and out, yeah. if I have to have someone else consolidate it, uh, it might take that person, if it was Michelle or someone sure. else, way longer and be way harder than me just saying hey write an awesome article on travel insurance like go google find great articles read it research and then write it yes that seems like they would have a easier time as the that's yeah i would say i would say that that's accurate and i would also say that even like the combinations that i put together and the, the consolidations that i put together were hacked together like i didn't i went through and read it and made sure it read fine but for the most part like i was sticking big chunky articles into another article so like it would be like an it would be a whole article on like how to like choose the best pool filter and then i had a separate article that was like the top bet top 10 best pool filters right well i literally just grabbed that entire article and just stuck it at the bottom of the other article right because it it does flow naturally but i had to like delete the intro paragraph because it was redundant but that's pretty much all i had to do but do you okay my issue i think will be and again this is like limiting beliefs and talking myself out of it but i think that my issue is that i would be such a perfectionist that I'd sit there and be like, all right, this isn't as good as if I read it, wrote it from scratch yeah. because it is two articles put together. Even though someone else coming to it probably wouldn't know. We talked about this on our LI podcast sure. today. Like, No one else has any idea what, right. what's in your head or what you think. Right. But I would read it and be like, oh, this sounds like two articles. Are and- you? I mean, look, are you really a perfectionist? I because I, I I sometimes say that about myself, but I don't think I'm a fucking professional. Uh, I am in. I mean, I certainly am not in a lot of ways. I I feel like in writing, I am. Mm. Now there are ways I could get around it. Probably I could say, "All right, you're going to combine these two articles. You're going to give yourself half an hour, and at the end, you know, hit sure. publish." So th- there's things I could do, but with writing specifically, I am much more of a perfectionist than. I'm trying to think of something else I do that I'm I'm more of a perfectionist of than writing, and it's probably there's probably that's nothing. probably it. Yeah. So so with, with what I did was I com- I you know consolidated these articles, but then as part of like the job of the editor going forward, like we went back through and refreshed those. Right. So it was like they eventually got cleaned up. Gotcha. Like, but I didn't right. do it's like, that. Hey, this is this went from being two articles that were threes out of ten. Now I put them together. It might be a five or six out of ten. Yeah. All right. Let's get someone to come in in three months and make them an eight out of ten. Yeah. So what I so what we did was you know we had a lot of articles on the site that were shitty, and when we needed articles that were new, so we did two articles a week. One article was a refresh. One article was was new, and that was pretty much it. And then by the end of 2019, which Andrew gives me a lot of shit about, it's like, well, we're actually done creating all the new content that we had set out to create. And we've actually gone through and refreshed the entire website, like through one editor's eyes. Like she has gone through every single post and she's like every single post on this website she can say with confidence is perfect. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, perfect is, I guess, uh, a relative term, but like that is, but now it's like, okay. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then, that's great. so now it's, now what? Well, now what is, let's just make sure that we maintain this. So if an article starts to drop, we go in and, and beef it up or or edit it. If an article, 
you know, is like on the verge of ranking, we go in and beef that up. Like we just keep an eye on where everything kind of sits and, and do another content audit. Do you, know? you think that will be a lot less work or do you think that when you get to that quote unquote finals, like finished product yeah. that you'll go back and you'll say, okay, like maybe you learned something new about SEO or, or, or I don't know, like all stuff obviously changes. Yeah. Do you think when you get to that finished product, you'll actually realize that there is a lot more you can do? Or that's the thing. There's always more you could do. There is, but I guess I'm wondering how much I've picked. I've, I've kind of picked my, I've picked my battle, Yeah, which was like, I I've done this. I've done this so many times where I've like refocused my effort, refocused my effort. And it's sort of like, you know, like, Oh, Pinterest, we should do Pinterest. And it's like, go through every single post and create a Pinterest image for that post. And like, it's, it's like going through the same thing over and over again. It actually makes it a lot easier to do those sorts of big projects all at once when there is a finite amount of articles. If there's 250 articles, you know what your budget is to go and, and create a Pinterest strategy. Right. So that's two, was, you know what I mean? I was going to ask you that, actually. I, obviously, it's going to change based on people's niches, but it might not even have to. Do you think there is a sweet spot for amount of articles? And mm. because we've talked about, you know, in the back two, three years ago, it was like, just create as many articles as you want. Sure. And now it's like, no, long form, you know, if you have a 20,000 word article and it's all relevant on one topic, you're going to kick butt. Yeah. But do you think there's a, a sweet spot for the amount of articles? And then the other question I have is like, if you were going, like, if you were going through my site and you were saying, all right, we are going to do that. We're going to write some new articles. We're going to refresh all the old articles. What would be the things that you would do? for each article. Like, so would you make a Pinterest pin for each article? You know, what are, the, what's kind of like the workflow that you would, Hey, every article has to tick these boxes. And when they do that's shipped as, as good or a perfect article. Yeah. So every article has to be at least over 2000, 2,500 words. So, okay. uh, you know, somewhere in that vein, um, a lot Is of articles there too long of an article. I believe so. Yes. And that's just, you know, you can just think about it for a second and go, well, if there's a 20,000 word article on credit, like how to get credit card miles, it's like, you're just going to skip. You're just going to, you're on a web page. You're not on a, you're not on an ebook. You know what I mean? So you're just going to skip to the headlines and, and read what you want to read. Right. But if you, and, and there's, and you've probably written 20,000 words and there are so many sentences and words that you really didn't need. Right. I, I guarantee you can take it any any 20,000 word, any 5,000 word article, whatever it is, and cut it in half, if not more. With with ease, okay. Like so anything could be done that way. So you would put almost not a hard cap, but a cap at what five thousand words? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So between so you should definitely have it. It should be more than two thousand. Yeah. Unless it's hyper specific for some reason. Yeah, and so I mean it's, it's okay if an article's less if that's what it requires. Right. You know, if if it's if you can get if an article has a if there's a rank you know if there's a re, if people are searching for a specific keyword like the companion pass for example right. And there's just not a lot to write. It's really just like, here's the fucking bullet points. You know, here's what it does. Here's how to get it. And right. you end up accomplishing that in 500 words or 750 words. And it's tight. And it's like the most valuable piece of content that will rank. It has nothing to do with really the amount of words. It's how many words does it take to convey everything you need to know about that specific topic? Right. And are people searching for it? And then it's just a matter of keeping your eye on it. And you, you know, I use Ahrefs to sort of look, all right, we, we want to go after, you know, Southwest companion passes the keyword. 
Um, Dude, good luck beat me out, bro. Yeah, we we want to go after that keyword. We want to we, we I put it in a I put it in a hrefs, and I'm like, is it go is it going up or down? Where's it going? Is it are we getting traffic? No. All right, well, let's check it a year from now. Are we getting traffic? You know what? Th- like I can go through Brew Cabin right now and go. This has been on our website for a year and has not moved at all. Mm. It's very obvious. You can just see it. I'm like, why? Let's go back in and let's make it better. Let's go back in, revamp it, rethink about it. And that may take somebody like you and that may take me. I may have to go in with my editor and go like, let's, someone who knows the nuances yeah, a little bit. Let's, yeah. Look, I know the topic. So it's yeah. like, let's go in and figure out what we can do to really make this better. And then wait another year and see what happens. Wait another six months or whatever, you know, maybe do some better internal linking and give that page some, some, some love from some your juice. own site. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you just have to look at it. And it's so, I just think like, it's so much easier if you're dealing with like a handful of keywords. And I mean, a big fucking handful of keywords and not like you're just, you're doing an art, your, your public, every article should be seen or read or searched or whatever. Right, just in general. Right, it shouldn't just be on your site to be on your site. Right, like there should be, it should be getting organic people. Yeah, and if eyeballs. it's not, there's there's a there's a problem. Yeah, and some are going to get more organic eyeballs than others sure. because of the nature of their topic. Um, and that's that's kind of another thing that I want to. All right, so we talked about like what every post should have. Yeah. Obviously, like kind of a post length or at least be thorough. Yes. One of the things that I have not done well because again, as we wrote articles like it was when we started our site it was just write whatever Mm -hmm. there was no sense given to an outline and that's why i say sometimes it's easy like if i was starting a site from scratch i'd be like all right what are the 70 posts we need here's post one what's what's it linking out to what's linking back to it and you could just create a web and it would be awesome yeah unfortunately most people listening or us you know you have sites and you can do it with content audit but it's still you know you still have a lot of of extra stuff there so that's one of the things that we are going to be focused on is all right. Every single post has to link out to X amount of posts, yeah, and has to be linked back to. As and well. all of this you can you can do in Ahrefs. Even Lasso does this. It'll tell you like how many external, how many internal links you have on each site, and then with a drop down, you'll see where the where like that article is linking out to, and which ones. And even in, if you use something like um, Yoast SEO, it has something called orphaned posts. Okay. And orphaned posts are posts that have no internal links to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So like you can certainly- I have a lot of orphan posts. Yeah. Probably so, most of mine are. Because oh, yeah, again, so it was I. like you're just writing it and then it's just there. Well, then you don't- it. Well, the thing is, is most people don't go back to the older articles right. and link forward. Sure. Right. They always link like, backwards. I wrote that article. That's, yeah. That's done. That's and over. so that a lot, even what we're doing on Money Lab is we're going through old posts and linking forward to new posts, you know, right. so that we do create this web. And we, I mean, like I certainly believe that uh, internal links are- wildly valuable because one just as a user like you're 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 telling somebody like to go to this thing yeah, that they're already, you already on your have. site they yeah. already trust you to, to right. some degree so it's like you know your content way better than anyone else right so it's like hey i wrote about the southwest companion pass maybe you want to know about the alaskan airlines companion pass yeah. hey here's it exactly and that which, alaskan, which sucks by the way so. well i bet that post may not get searched but it's good for your audience right. and if that's getting traffic Right. That it's getting traffic from your own website, like that's still probably converting somebody either into your product or hopefully it's an affiliate link. And the other thing is, is that I think every single post, and this is what I looked at some universities, like every post should be a very clear like direction into either a product that you sell 
or a product that you recommend being that affiliate link. So why write an article about hot tub sex when the visitor who's coming to the website uh, will, you know, probably doesn't own a hot tub, so therefore won't buy my products. And then what do you put in there as an affiliate link? Condoms? Waterproof condoms. Waterproof condoms? Like how know. much are you making on those? How expensive are they? I don't know. I've never used ten dollars. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm with you. I so yeah. So that's what I'm looking at is the internal linking, and every post needs to have a purpose. So if we're going through our checklist of every post to to be considered perfect by you and Michelle, your editor, you know, hey, I went through, check this off. It's it's length or at least thoroughness. Thoroughness, yeah. Internal links to it and external links of it to other posts. Yeah, and we actually do a lot of uh, external links to very. Um, external like literally like off of our website yeah, yeah. that are incredibly trustworthy like cdc articles and, and you know whenever we have to and that's just so that people can trust us as a resource to link out to trustful other trustful resources so is that something i okay because i i i don't think i have many external links like from a post going to something now if i talk about southwest companion pass maybe it goes to the the companion pass homepage or sure. something but is that something people should be focused on? Like, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's just more of an anything. Everything's about trust and traffic. And so if, if that's a way to build trust, like it means that like you're not a self-centered site owner where you're like, oh, no, no, no. We write all, all the best shit. You should come to us for everything. And never it's like, leave. Never leave. But One you're, million minutes on page. They're opening up in new windows anyway. Right. right so it's right. like it. it and like, and we're linking to the CDC and like, and companies that we really trust. We're not, it's not, we're not cannibalizing our business. Sure. You know what I mean? But that's, yeah, that's, that. you know, if you, if there is an, like if, if Delta is running a program and they have a really good, you know, page on their site, that's about the program that you're like, actually they did a really good job. Yeah. yeah link to Delta. Yeah. yeah. All right. What else is in that perfect post checklist? Uh, I, I'm very, um, so, uh, you know, images are not really a thing. We've kind of gotten, okay. um, yeah, we removed so, a lot of them. Okay. So right. we, we don't do, uh, if we do a stock photo, it's to illustrate a point like, like, like dumping salt into the, like, how do you add salt to a pool? Like we will have it here. Here's the, here's a picture of a guy adding salt to a pool. You literally just pour it in, you know, uh, there's, or we create charts. I have a graphic designer and I might draw a chart on the whiteboard of something or have an existing chart from somebody else that I'm like, oh, let's let's turn this into our brand, right? Let's just make it fit our website, right? Because okay. it could be like a dosage chart. Sure. You know, uh, how, many, how many ounces to add for 400 gallons in your pool? Like, let's make that a fun swim university chart. Right. Or, you know, even, even Michelle might draw something up real quick, like a diagram or something. And then, you know, my graphic designer will go in and just make it a graphic piece. And then she'll okay. add it to the post. Those, so basically visual aids, not just... A, a stock photo yeah, of an airplane. Of a suitcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. it's like cool. What is that? How does that help? How often are you putting visual aids in? Is it? Do you try to do the, one um, a post? I, in in a perfect world, depending on the type of post, yes, I would like for that to to happen. Okay. Um, and with with brew cabin, like I'm taking pictures myself of my own products and like trying to do it as much as I can of my own thing, and then adding captions like this is X, so you know it's 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 aiding. It's aiding the information. Well, it's like as if we think about it as a textbook, which we have said yeah. before. It's most textbooks have pictures when yeah. something is yeah, hard to one. explain. Right. Yeah, via words. Yeah. Now, would you then? Okay, so 
those are images. Would you then use those images to create a pin? So I do nothing with Pinterest yeah. now. And I don't know if I should or not. I'm not against it. I just have never done it. So yeah. something with travel, I don't know. I feel like that could do well because it's sure it's travel is inherently visual. I would say, um, like you guys still on the Pinterest boat? No, or, we're or not? really not doing Pinterest right now. It, it does get traffic, but I would say focus on the SEO game, get the articles written, be done with it. And then if you want it to, right, where you're like, all right, we've, we're doing well with SEO. We're getting a lot of traffic from, um, you know, Google and whatever. Then like you could start a whole campaign going back through your old articles and doing a whole Pinterest strategy. Right, Cause it's almost, it's, it's, it is a different thing than the writing. Like it's it a is. different modality almost. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, I, I worry about sites like Pinterest about like, you know, same with Instagram where they change an algorithm and it's like, there goes all your traffic, which the same thing happens at Google, but it's just right. a lot, moves a lot slower, moves slower. And I feel, I don't know. I feel a little more trusting yeah. of SEO and Google than I do of social media. Maybe Same, that's, maybe but, that's our, but here's the, our Gen X side coming out. No, friend. there's another big piece of it too, which is... Uh, I'm, not, and I, I'm not Gen X, by the way. Neither are you. No, we're technically millennial. We're in, but, but in we're between. Gen, we're, I'm an 83 baby. We're, I'm in between. Um, we, they call them... Uh, they call them... I, Genials or something? Yeah, something, something weird. Like I call it the Oregon... Zennials. Zennials. Yeah. I call it Oregon Trail generation. Uh, Everyone who... Grew up during our generation knows, knows that. the Oregon Trail. Like, yeah, yeah, I played Oregon Trail. I was yeah. only big for five years. Well, we, we gotta... know we we grew up in a world with, where there was no internet, right? So we know what that's like. Yeah, but, but so we did have Oregon Trail. We did have Oregon Trail, and I my my thing about that is when you go to Google, you are searching for something. You are you have intent to find an answer to a question. When you're on Pinterest. Even though there is search, you're really just scrolling through a bunch of pictures and clicking what's nice. It's not the it's not the same type of visitor. So I've looked at on Google Analytics, I've looked at the ratio to people who come from Google versus come from Pinterest and what they're buying and what they're clicking on. They don't make nearly as much money. It's a kind of a it's very disparate. So it's like, well, why am I going to spend all this money just getting traffic, Traffic, quote quote unquote? unquote, yeah. Yeah. To, to a site that if they're not converting into sales. Yeah, because we don't need, you and I, I'm saying, the traffic numbers to impress anyone. I'm not going to sponsor right. being like, I get 100,000 Which pages. would be a different strategy. I'm just saying, right. I'm just saying, I'm going to get your, like, if if you don't have to sponsor my site, if I do well, I'm going to get an affiliate cut. Yeah. Which then it's only, I only care about qualified traffic. At yeah. That point. And at that, and I also like, I would, you know, the thing that I'm working on right now is basically treating my email list like gold. So it's like my goal is like, yeah, I want you to click affiliate links, but like I actually really want you to subscribe and anything that's, that I'm going to I want to do things that are providing extra value to get you to subscribe, because then that's where you buy my products. That's where I can keep an evergreen funnel that I don't have to run. And yeah, that's a no a whole nother service, because I the way I look at emails, I look at it's, I call it email as a service. Right. You you sign up for my email list. You get, you know, maybe a five day course or you get like a quick video that like teaches you something but then like for the next year right you're getting an email every week with information hand delivered that's a and you're and that's free okay so that that kind of brings me to this idea with our redesign of our site and the the, the problems that i've been running into and i like viscerally get an aversion to doing stuff with epop like my like heather will always be like 
we got to do this with the epoch. And as soon I as I hear it, about swimming, you know? dude, I, I shut down. Yeah, same. I either get angry or just like, I don't want to talk about it right now. Yeah. Like right away, immediately, mm-hmm. which which is actually why I thought about killing. Cause I'm like, if you are having these feelings, yeah, this visceral reaction towards this, why are you even doing it? What I think I've come to realize is that I have an aversion because I feel overwhelmed mm. because it seems like there's so much to do. Like if she comes to me and says, Oh, we should record a podcast on the EPOP podcast, but the subject, I don't feel like, Oh no, no, don't talk yeah. to me. I'm like, Oh, let's do it. Cause it's, easy because yeah. the system is in place mm-hmm. and we sit down and record we send it to the editor it goes out uh you know casey gets it out so we're all good which is funny because that's why i i see inherently see the value of systems and organization sure. but i'm so bad at it that i'm like right that so i think it's that overwhelmed feeling of saying well if we start talking about redesigning epop it is a months long process and the hardest part is not to design the thing that i definitely feel the most anxiety around is figuring out my user's path yeah and what i want them to do because it's easy for me to say well i just want them to get on the email list and and honestly i i'm 90 percent sure that i mean you could maybe talk me out of it but i'm 90 percent sure that's the answer because i the money is in the list i i and like it's a, sending it's a linear path too. it's a linear path i like sending emails i i like the engagement so there's there's no reason against it that i can see but I have a hard time visualizing because I want the site to be super clean, but then saying, well, how do people find my podcast? Yeah. How do people find the blog? How do people find uh, you know, our products page? We have an app, right? That sends you cheap flight deals. That's mm-hmm. like its own brand, but it's obviously very in yeah. tune with what we do. So how do people find our app Jetto? And that's when I start to say, like, oh my gosh, I thought this was going to be clean and easy. What does their path look like? And then I just I, I almost shut down. Uh, all right. So I do have some thoughts on that. One Help is... Help me stop shutting down, Matt. <laughs> Help me stop shutting down. I, I will try. One of the things that I... If you look at Swim University, there are two categories, right? There are two subpages. There's one about pool care and one about hot tub care. And it's literally a giant list of... It's a bulleted list of links to our own, our own things. That's it. The reason I do it that way, and I've done it that way since day one, because... The, the truth is, is that everyone's visiting on a mobile device. They're not seeing your sidebar. They're not seeing your header. Like, when was the last time you visited a news site? Like, you you do sports. You read a lot about sports. Like, you... I do sports. You do sports. And you you would... You don't probably go to the header and go, like, oh, let me go to, like, a, a category to see what else is Right. There. I don't go to, like, NBA and then go to, like, teams and then go to, like, 76ers. Right. I'm like, I, I don't know how I'm getting there. I'm probably going, like, scores. You don't go to those things. Right, you you don't go to sidebars. You read, and what I do on my phone is I'll read an article, and there usually there will usually be something at the bottom that's like read this next, or it's related to this one, or there's links within the article that are very descriptive. Like, hey, for example, uh, like little boxes. You mean boxes, or like there'll be one. I do this. I do this so much, and this is such a brilliant move on their part. But like, I read a lot of homebrewing stuff, so there'll do be an article on. You know, I don't know, yeast washing or some random homebrewing article. Oh, yeast washing. <laughs> or, or just like brewing. Send me that article. Yeah, you're, you're going to love it. It's, mm, it's choice. But they, I, they'll, they'll say, they'll have a picture of like what they're using. And then they'll have like, click here to see our full review on this thing. And I'm like, yeah. I, and I click that and I have to open a new window and then I have to go back and read. But I do that. And 
just the way you do it with email, where it is linear, imagine everybody's reading your website linearly. So you would not put Jetto on every page. It doesn't make sense to put Jetto on every page. But in the article, right, there's probably plenty of times where you can mention Jetto. And that's a bunch of links to Jetto. It's not on every page. It's not like a, an image. It could literally be words like, hey, I have a friggin' app that does X because you want this. And you're reading this. It's so relevant. It's the it's like you're reading a sales page. Like it's it's easy. So I know. So I guess my issue becomes then the nav bar and the menu and all that, which I know you're saying who cares, but not everyone's coming on mobile. I, I sure I know that. And I I guess so. I'm saying like what mine is this easy. With with Roasty it was really easy. We had three categories with Roasty, right? We had um, brewing articles, we had facts, and we had uh, products, right? Bought or like shopping. They were just, it's just a grid, just a grid of uh, images, like the, the, the featured image and the title. And you click that top piece, you see the grid, you pick what you want, you move on. So are you saying, because I don't want to cheat out with the nav bar, you know, when people are like, oh, my nav bar is so clean. This is so geeky, but yeah. my nav bar is so clean. I only have three things up top, but then you hit it and it's a drop down of like a thousand things. You're like, no, you're just hiding. Oh these. yeah. Right. Like I, I guess what I'm saying is if someone ha is in the same situation as me, mm-hmm. And even if they're not, you can help me. You have products. Yeah. So I don't really need people to find the products. So like you said, no one's probably going to buy a product just, or at least so I, expensive I mean, product. I have my, I have my products at the bottom of every post. Okay. It just, it's just the bottom of every post, depending on what that post is. If it's a hot tub post, they, they get a, they get a pitch for the hot tub article or the hot tub handbook, you know, product. If they're on a page about pools, and they get that one. So, all right, if we're fleshing out this this homepage and nav bar, because I think those are the things that that give you like the most complicated, like sure. the most, hey, I want to keep it clean, but I want to make sure people get mm-hmm. here. If we're talking about the homepage, they come, I've, do you think the main goal should be getting them on the email list? I Yeah, so that right now, I, I don't do that with Swim University because I feel like if you're coming to the homepage, what you have no idea what the hell this site's what this site's about. It's, it wasn't like you went to Google and searched for I have a problem with my pools green and you found some university and I gave you a, an article and you were like this art this right, is there's a great no trust yet. There's no trust yet. So you're going to a homepage and it's like whatever. But I've heard from other people and it's you know we're not it's not my industry but I've heard from other people that like putting a you know at the top putting some sort of like promotional thing and and asking for an email address is not a bad move. But that's something you can certainly test that. I t- I've tested like click here to get started and I've tested, you know, click here to give me your email address. And I've done this thing called uh, back in the day with, with List of Money Matters. We did this thing called like user testing and Hotjar does this. But with Hotjar, they don't you can't talk. So we would have visitors go to our homepage and say what they were going through. And, and everyone was like, why would I give my we give them my email address right now? I don't even know right. who these guys are. OK, so. That and then on Swim University, on Brew Cabin, on Money Lab, it's well, the Money Lab and Brew Cabin, it's the most recent posts that are on the homepage. And then there's a, a link to go like see all content. On Swim University, we've curated our best, and it's like it's basically our get started page is our homepage. Okay. And, and that's, that's what, what we do. I think I would prefer to do rather than most recent posts, only because why wouldn't I want what I think is the best or the most impactful? To yeah. Be and right that's probably there. what's going to end up happening with money lab too it's probably going to end up going to a more best of than it is a latest so then what do you okay so then we we talk about the home page there might be some best of posts there there might 
not be. So we have a podcast too. Yeah. So would you would you have the nav bar be something like, hey, start here, uh, no, podcast, it, blog, or no? Like, no, or would you have it, it by category? I would definitely have podcasts up there. I have podcasts from Money Lab. I would have it by category probably, and I would I would just I would do my I. I challenge myself to think of things in very broad categories and then micro categories. So for me, it's like, what are the two big broad categories on Swim University? It's like you own a pool, you own a hot tub. So those are the only two categories. But then once you click into those, it's broken down into subcategories. There's maintenance, there's water care, there's cleaning, there's equipment, there's opening and closing. There's like these subcategories. I don't have a drop down because, again, 75% of the people who visit my website are doing it on a mobile device. They literally can't do a drop down. Gotcha. And the hamburger thing is you can't the hamburger thing. Yeah. People know to click the, you know what the hamburger is, right? The three lines yeah. on most mobile, you know, people know to click that now, but why not just show it, but just show the name so that you, you, you know, quickly, if I scroll back up to the top, I can be like, Oh, boom pools. Yeah. I don't mind the hamburger thing, but I maybe, yeah. I don't mind that. I guess then the question becomes, cause wasn't Steve Jobs just talking about, hey, I want someone to be able to get to something in three clicks or less, right? Yeah, like, I don't know if it was him, but yeah, but, well, that's usually with the, what I with do. The, with the i um, iPod, I, I didn't mm -hmm. even remember what it was called, because does anyone use them anymore? No. You just use your phone. But with the iPod, it was like, hey, we want to get them to be, like, what's the goal? Play a song. Yeah. We want to get them to be able to play the song in three clicks or less. Yeah. And that's what I constantly think. It's like, all right, well, what's the goal? Either listen to a podcast or read an article. So if they're on my homepage. Yeah. I want to get them there in three clicks or less. So they click on the homepage and they click, uh, you know, let's say where's hot tub. Cool. Now they go to a grid of like maintenance, uh, buying a hot tub, blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 whatever categories you have. Boom. That's click number two. And then they get what? A list of all the best articles curated. And then no, the they don't even, no, they don't even go that far. Where do they go? So what happens after they click on that? The hot category. tub. Like, click on hot it's tub. It's literally a bulleted list broken up by headings. Oh, so it's like maintenance. Here's the best ones. Not even the best ones. All of them. Okay. Yeah. Because you're on a phone. You could scroll through that in two seconds. It's, not, right. it's not an image, a title, image, title. It's bullet. Just it's a, text. It's just text. Mm. And it's funny because it's actually... The, I've thought about changing it so many times. Because it looks too so basic. Because it looks so basic, but it's actually so much easier to find shit that way. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially if, if on a you, phone, you can well, be like, oh, maintenance, boom. Which, and you look through the titles, you're like, this one. Well, and I think here's the important thing. If you do an awesome job with your content audit, right. then it doesn't matter. You have all your posts listed because exactly. they're all important. Yeah, and if, and obviously you could you could structure it to where like you could bold the more important ones, put those at the top. You could turn that into a, like with, um yeah, with, with Roasty, I did it as like a grid of six. At like the, I put the favorites at the top, and then the ret, and then the latest just f fell underneath it with like a thin gray line. But just, you, but in the second click, no matter what, whether you clicked on like the grid, or you were getting the, to an article. You were getting the article. Yeah. Okay. Which I think is super important, and I think that is where the beauty of the content audit comes in. You know, an, another like a shout out to a, a site that whenever I read, I find myself clicking through all the time. They do this great, the great, uh, like in text little box yeah well, i don't know what you want to call them like yeah, as you're scrolling through you're it's right. like this related article sure is thrillist oh, okay. every time i'm in there like you want to know the 15 best hamburgers in philly and you're scrolling through it's like you want to know the 15 best chicken wings in yeah philly? You're, and you're, they're creating a click hole and you're just like boom 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 yeah. boom boom and like that's what i want to create man i gotta that's, create a click hole th and that's you just got to think of every article like where do you want people to go next right you know what i mean and then that's what we do we do that uh digitally you know at the bottom of every post we have we actually have categories that we, we have sub subcategories that are 
controlled with tags. So if you're reading, in, so we have like pool algae is a uh, a tag, and we can tag different articles as like this talks about pool algae, and then it, we we let those appear at the bottom. And so you do put at the bottom like further reading, recommend, yeah, further reading, yeah. All right, so with th- as well as in text links, as well right. as like specifically, you want to read more about this, go here. So then for each article. Would you have one, I mean, when I say one call to action, of course, there's call to actions to go to other articles, Mm -hmm. but would you always then have one, let's say, financial or monetary call to action? It's either get travel insurance, get our ebook, for you, it's the ebook, but I, and so I guess a little bit of my hesitation there becomes, what should I send people to? Should I send them to travel insurance? I mean, I I don't tend to do much with affiliate, I guess it would mostly be credit card stuff. That's going to be our big money maker. Well, the thing is, is my products are $49 a piece, right? So like, it's very easy. There actually is impulse buying, right? You know, because people will read an article once, two articles maybe, and go, what's this all about? Oh, this site is great. I want to buy this thing. It's $49. It's video. It's something I'm not getting on the website. It's great. For them to to do that with it, if you add it your boot camp at the bottom of every article, it would be like, whoa, this yeah. is it's an intense. What you should, but perhaps the sales page is where you collect the email addresses, you know what I mean? And and then Well it has the Because why the stop resi- somebody from buying? Well it also has the residual effect that even if someone does not buy then they have heard of it and when sure. a launch happens, they're like, Oh, I've seen this ten times yeah. at the bottom. But I guess there yes. are people that hide their products. Like, you know, I think um Brian Dean at Backlinko, you can't you just there's no sales page for his course. Well, that's originally what I was gonna do until we talked. I was like, I'm not even gonna make a sales page, I'm only gonna launch it like have them sell it like sell it through email basically. Sure, yeah. Whether it be a launch or an evergreen funnel. I, but you kind of talked me out of that because you're like, well, why wouldn't you have a sales page? So even even then, because they could see the price and if you ever discount it, at least they know this is a thing I could have bought for yeah. that price. Before. Well, so the other thing, and this is kind of where I would in my other strategy for you would be to take parts of the boot camp. And not break them up, but be cre- but create smaller products that you could create trip wires. You could create um, more specific uh, pieces that are related to more specific articles. So, like if you have an article about, you know, let's just say packing or in general, and you're like, I have a buyer's guide. Like I have a buyer's guide. It's cost seven bucks or five bucks or ten bucks or whatever. Like something that it's you know they may not buy paradise or they may not buy like the boot camp or whatever but they might buy a ten dollar thing that you've curated and put together and it's like oh okay this is cool and it's like and then they've already given you money with that whole like reciprocity or one of those well it's all yeah the hardest thing is to get someone to give you money the first time right so you could do that and that's something i don't do which i've been thinking a lot about is like well what if i created a specific guide to like pool algae and it's that's cheap you know it's like or it's inexpensive and it's like oh but then i have this major course with video and all this extra stuff so it's like why not do that i like that you call yourself there and, and change cheap to inexpensive yeah I have to. cheap means it's right crappy it's crappy quality. yeah expensive means it doesn't cost ex- exactly money. nicely done yeah you i've learned a professional podcast i must be yeah nice 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 well i yeah i think i in my head i kind of have an idea now and i do think I, the thing that is stupid and i'm calling myself stupid here is that you can always change it like let's yeah. say I had a nav bar with like three things and like no one's able to find the podcast for some reason. Well, you'll get feedback. They're like, I can't. Where's this thing? I, I your site like, sucks. Yeah, my mom who still listens to our podcast from the site. Be, I'm like, oh, what app do you use? She goes, yeah. what do you mean? I just go to your site on my phone and click. That's play. amazing. And I'm like, 
oh, okay. Yeah. But I've actually looked at our stats. A lot of our people do that. I think that's because I had a website first. Yeah. And a lot of people just got used to that, and mm-hmm. that's how they do it. Um, because when I went through the stats, I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's like, oh, 90% of my people are coming from Apple Podcasts or whatever. Yeah. And it was like 40% of my people are coming from my site. That's crazy. Yeah, which seems way high. So I obviously I can't get rid of it totally or, or hide it too much. But you're right. We will get feedback then. And so it's it's it has just been a bit of a slog for me to say, what is my user like what is my end goal and what does their path look like and how can they get touch points with all these things that we do because we do have a podcast, a blog, an app. Yeah. But I think the answer to that and a products, I think the answer to that is mostly through email. Like they should be getting the yeah. bulk of it through email. Obviously they can find it on the site, but you don't have to have it right in front of their face. Yeah, and I would be and I would be hard pressed to uh admit that like people are going to moneylab.co and clicking the podcast button at the top. They're not. They're they might be reading an article where I talk about affiliate marketing, for example, and then I put, you know, the actual podcast episode as an embed on that page and they listen there and they're like, oh, cool. And it's like, oh, there's a podcast and they kind of follow, but they've been kind of warmed into because what they're reading about is affiliate marketing. That's like, hey, we did an episode on affiliate marketing. Oh, shit. That episode was awesome. Oh, shit. They have a podcast. It's like there's all these oh, shit moments until they actually subscribe or you get them to do what they want to do. And then maybe they come back and click the podcast button to get to it quick like your mom does. But for the most part, like people are really not going to a website going, how can I consume this whole thing? You right. know, they're like they're, they they arrive at your website for the most part through one specific article, whether somebody linked to it or Google recommended it or whatever. And then there's a flow. That's always a flow. You are against sidebars, right? A hundred percent. Okay. Cause because, I was- uh, again, mobile first design has always been for the last like four or five years. I mean, since Swim University is, hasn't people, I had a guy who was in the pool industry who, who owns a website and I told him, I showed him a picture of how, what the percentage was of people on a mobile device versus a desktop on Swim University. He goes, well, Google lies. I'm like, uh, why would they lie about that? That's there's no sense. Right. And I'm like, no, they don't lie. Like you just didn't want to admit that like you have to completely redesign your site for mobile. Right. And it was sort of like, no, 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 that's fuck. That's that's fake news. And it's like, nah, all right. I mean, there's a lot of things that could be. That's doesn't seem feasible. Yeah, why? Of all things they would lie to, that doesn't help them in any way. In any way. It actually probably hurts them. Right. Um, so I so, and I know that people, most people that visit my website are older people, and that's where they that's their internet. Their internet is not their laptops, it's their friggin' phones and iPads. Right. Yeah. I one last question then I had or, or thought is I have seen this because we're talking a lot about how do you get your your message out or yeah. all the things you're doing out, but keep it clean. Yeah. This is what I think I'm going to do. You tell me if you think it's a good idea or bad. You can, quote unquote, hide a lot of stuff on the about page. Like I am someone who loves knowing people's about page. Yeah. And so if I, if let's say someone comes to my about page, I can be like, hey, host the number one rated travel podcast, link, you know, also runs an app for cheap flights, Jetto, link. And yeah. so it's, it can be, it can be a way to talk about everything that you have in a concise, clean way yeah. without it junking up the rest of the site. Good or bad idea? Great idea. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. S- I'm super smart. Yeah. I just spent like an hour and a half ripping myself up. Now yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, I got this. Now you got it. It's all it's, right. All right. Just kiss, baby. It's K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. That's right. It really That's is. Right. And again, the easiest way to think about it is think about you're reading it on a goddamn phone. That's yeah. it. Because if you're... 
you you can't have a sidebar. You can't have a header. You can't, like it's the words, and then as you're scrolling, oh, a box for Jetto. Oh, and and it's relevant. It can't just be stuck in there. Like, what the fuck is this thing? Like, it's like right. then it just, just it's just an ad, right? It's like I'm reading a piece on Vox, and there's a an ad for SoFi. I'm like, skip. Oh, yeah. I hope I don't accidentally click it with my thumb and go Dude, to. I you know. hate. Oh, talk right. about awful mobile sites when when it's like the scroll through for the rest, but it's the whole page. Yeah, actually scrolling. I'm always clicking them. Yeah. yeah, I think it's our fat thumbs, man. Yeah, well, I'm not calling you fat. I I'm know. sorry, my fat thumbs. <laughs> our fat thumbs. Our fat thumbs. <laughs> All right. Well, is there <laughs> our fat thumbs? <laughs> our it's like fat, a band. Ourfatthumbs.com. <laughs> is by. there anything else you want to? No, man. I think that's. I think that. I just hope I give people a good overview of of. I guess a site that peaked. Yeah, <laughs> took a big downturn. Obviously, still is working to some degree, and we've built a bunch of products out from that. So yeah, it's making money. It's good money. It is, and our other projects are making money also. Right. But yeah, I just think it's neat that we got to talk about it because it is something I seriously considered saying I might just get rid of this website mm-hmm. and just have a podcast because I don't care. And and then thought, but what? Like you should at least give it a try. Spend X amount, spend X amount of months. Let's say spend 10K and five months trying to revive it. Yeah. And worst case scenario is it stays the same. And then you're sure. like, okay, now I best case scenario gets more traffic and you make more money and that pays right. for it that itself. And that's and perhaps solidifies not, its 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 you know length again. Right. And that's ninety that's probably ninety five percent. You're you you know, you're basically uh in this you're basically rebuying your website back and then doing a huge, you know, um makeover to it. And then you know, that's what that's what, you know, the guy who bought Roasty, that's what he did. He he, he didn't change anything design wise. Right. He didn't change anything. He just went in and just added a whole a lot more articles much faster than I was willing to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, dude, it, and it's the site. If you have a good bones and you you get a system in place and you just crank out articles like you will get traffic, you know, making money on that traffic is where it gets a little bit more difficult. But but I think for me, that's actually the easy part. The Like we have the product. Yes, we have the app, which has a paid version. We know we'll make money off affiliate stuff if we do it right. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny that the I don't want to say the easy part. But what most people might consider the easy part, and what I considered the easy part when I first started, the creation of content. Yeah, right. That's what I. That's all I was doing. I yeah. didn't know how to make money. I knew how to create content. Now it's kind of flipped. Of like, oh, that's the creation of content and is the same. thing that makes me yep. not as interested, or or gives me well a because bit it's of, consi- you have to do it consistently, and that right. kind of blows. And who wants to be consistent? I just want to like record podcasts here and there and drink some beers, right? Like we did here, like like, like we just did. What a great Monday! I know. Well. Thanks for coming on, Trav. Uh, hey, of course. I got to, if people don't know, Matt is homebrew. You probably have listened to this podcast. No. Yeah. So I just sat here and got a f- completely free tulip glass full <laughs> of million angels. Uh, high-fiving a million angels. High-fiving a million angels. The hottest new New England style IPA from whatever his brewery is. We don't have a name yet. Yeah. I will. I, I, I thought about it today. I think I'm going to do a milkshake version of it. Okay. You guys send in, uh, they send you in middle names, right? Yeah. Dude, start sending Matt in names for his brewery because I've been <laughs> pestering him forever That's true. to come up with a name for his brewery. And unfortunately, I haven't thought of a good one, but you guys out there are probably smarter than yeah. us. Think of a good name for his brewery. I, yeah, I'm having a hard time with it, but uh, thanks for coming on again. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for drinking my beer. My pleasure. Seriously. Uh, all right. I want to thank Jen from greenbabydeals.com for sending in my new middle name, Lasso. 
which is the name of the product that Andrew and I are building and will be out very soon. And I want to thank Travis for joining me on this episode of Money Lab. Travis, where can folks go to find you on the internets? Travis. Trav. Saying Travis. I know what's well, written for me is Travis. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. The best place for you guys to go is that amazing website we just talked yeah, about. Yeah. If <laughs> There's you go there, info there. There is tons of info. Extrapackofpeanuts.com. You can also find me on social media. Unlike Matt, I still am on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm oh, exclusively on Twitter. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. It's an exclusive, exclusive. Deal with Twitter. Yeah, just me and Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> All of the stuff could be there. Uh, I am on Instagram and Twitter. I am on Instagram more than Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can find it at Pack of Peanuts. And of course, we did talk about the app a little bit. If you guys are interested in the app, you can check that out. That's on the App Store and the whatever the Android version of that is. Google Play Store. Google Play, yeah. Um, Jetto, J-E-T-T-O. And that'll send you cheap flight deals directly to your phone. You pick your airport. So if you're like where Matt is, be like, all right, I want to see cheap flight deals out of Colorado. And uh, whenever a really cool killer deal comes out, sends it right to you. And cool. you can say like uh, Denver to uh, Rwanda. Yes. No. Matt would be like, no. <laughs> no. Uh, Denver to Madrid. Yes. No. Okay. And you can just do, go right from there. Sweet. You're, you're basically just Denver to Philly. Yeah. Denver so, to Philly. If a Denver and, to and, Philly. And perhaps Denver to like Portland or something. There you go. If those come up, yeah. maybe you'll book through it. Yeah. But you're not really our target audience. No, right? I'm not. No. We've got your travelers. You are a target audience. And it's at, is there a website? Yeah, letsjetto.com. Okay, yep. letsjetto.com. And of course, head over to Money Lab and read to read more about our business experiments and challenges. And you can email me, please email me, matt at moneylab.co with topics you'd like us to discuss on future episodes of this show. And feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. In fact, we actually need some more middle names. So if you're listening to the end of this episode, just send a bunch in. That would be great. Uh, to Matt at MoneyLab.co. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, leave a review. And speaking of reviews, I want to read a review we just got from Gibbs5650. It's very simple. Awesome podcast, beer emoji, five stars. Thank you, Gibbs. And thank you for that short and sweet review. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 